Hello, happy Thursday. Welcome back. It is episode six. I am so excited to share this with you. What I'm going to tell you about today has totally rocked my world with thinking about my life as a whole. And let me tell you, it feels so good when you start to realize your life is a whole part, not in all of these separate little parts. You know, maybe you've heard the word compartmentalize, but no, your life is a whole. And when you understand that and when you live in that, it feels so good. So I'm going to talk about what that means and then give you an acronym, a tool to help you put this into practice as well. So really excited to jump in. If you want to grab your Bible today, I'm going to reference a couple things if you want to look that up. Or if you have your journal and a pen, you want to jot these notes down. I'm super excited to share this with you. Hey friend, welcome to the Intimacy After Infidelity podcast. I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus, wife, mom, and affair recovery coach. Chances are you are stuck in a marriage that feels broken and you're uncomfortable with even speaking the word affair. You want to avoid heartbreak and divorce, but lately marriage has felt filled with landmines. You're wishing there was a step-by-step manual for how to survive, how to heal emotionally, how to rebuild your life, and maybe even enjoy it. Well, my dear, you are in the right place. So if you're ready to move forward, clothed with strength and dignity, then find that safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. I see you, friend, spending all the time Googling answers, reading books, trying to find solutions for your marriage. It's so frustrating to research and think you have a solution, but then nothing changes and you feel stuck in the same spot yet again. There's no transformation and it feels like you're just stuck in the hamster wheel, not making any progress. You're so weary and I see you because I was you until I wasn't. Here's the truth. There's another way that you can grow outside of reading. And it has nothing to do with what your friends think. It's not about getting more information. It's about applying what you already know. Slow down on the learning and start doing. So I invite you, come over right now to christinajoycoaching.com and let's find time to talk and get you unstuck. It's not going to be easy, but it will be way easier than you think. I want to start today by making the observation we spend so much time pretending to be who we're not. Think about it. Politicians are painting a picture of who they are and what they're going to do. People in magazines have been airbrushed and photoshopped that they don't even look like they actually do in real life. Uh, Pop stars spend so much time with their social media, their following, they paint a picture of who we who they want us to think that they are, sometimes we just stop and ask, who is that person really if I met them in a coffee shop? And speaking of social media, what do we do? We post things online so that it appears like a highlight reel. We don't post the sad, scary, depressing things. We post what we want people to see, the things that make us look our best. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. 
But today, I want to dig a little bit deeper into who we really are. God invites us to be our unique selves before him. We have to know ourselves before we can truly know God and other people at a deeper level. Yes, you know people's names and you can tell me facts about them. But if you want to peel back the layers and be authentic and genuine and real, it starts with knowing yourself, then knowing God, and then beginning to know others. We bear witness to the power of God by the way we live authentically and with integrity out of our true selves. I told you, grab your Bible, flip to Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. I love that verse because it paints this picture that says, throw off your old sinful nature. Let the spirit renew your thoughts and then put on your new nature that's created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So scripture gives us this picture that there is an old false self that needs removed, that needs shed, that needs taken off. And when we do that, we can put on our new nature that is true and righteous and holy. Too often, we are living someone else's life, or at least their expectations of what they think our life should look like. When was the last time you stopped to think, who did God create me to be? And even that thought of taking time to ask that question, who did God create me to be? There was so often in my past that I wanted to hear from God. I wanted to hear from God what he wanted to tell me, what were his plans for my life, that he loved me, that he was there for me. But I wasn't willing to hear from myself. I wasn't willing to sit down and be quiet and hear my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own desires. And I'll give you a clue. This is something that we should be doing. When we begin to be aware of what we're doing and how we're feeling, we'll start to see how it impacts others. We'll start to peel back these layers of our pretend self and we'll actually get to know our true self. And then we'll start to ask some questions that are actually pretty difficult. In our everyday life, we might start to ask, why am I in such a hurry? Why am I so impatient with my kids or my spouse or the clerk at the grocery store? Why do I feel so anxious? Am I creating a life that's a gift to other people? Or do I use other people so that they can build my self-confidence and I feel validated? Why do I dread going home? Why do I dread going to work? Why am I flooded with fear over the situation? Why do I avoid challenging conversations? Oh, why do I avoid conflict at all costs? And let me give you a pro tip here. When you're asking these questions, come from a place of curiosity. Oh, that's interesting. Let me think about that. The worst thing you could do 
is begin asking yourself questions and then judging yourself. I shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't think like that or say that or do that. Do not judge. Do not shame. Be curious. Your emotions are there for a reason. Take a minute to just think about why that is. Why why are you feeling that way? And that's it. Just sit there and observe those. Our goal in life should be listening to God and Jesus and Holy Spirit. We want to give space to let the Holy Spirit search our hearts and work in our hearts. We want to become more loving and genuine and true. Again, we want to shed those false pretend layers. And like I've talked about before, we want to live in radical honesty, in complete truth. Think about it. Even Jesus did this when he was on earth. He knew himself so well. And he knew the mission of what God gave him to do. He didn't get distracted when the people were begging for a king or when the people wanted to stone him because they didn't like what he had to say. He didn't get distracted with the new shiny objects or the the new fashions and trends of the day. He knew what he was there for, no matter what anybody else said or anybody else tried to talk to him about. He stayed focused, focused on the mission that God had for him. So if Jesus did that, then I want to do that too. I have a favorite quote by Augustine back in five, the year 500. He said, how can you draw close to God when you are far from your own self? Grant, Lord, that I may know myself, that I may know you. So let's do that. I want to give you a tool of how you can know yourself so that you can also begin knowing God and your spouse on a deeper level. So the other Bible reference I want to point you to is in Mark chapter 12. This is probably a familiar verse, but a young man asked Jesus, what was the greatest commandment? Do you remember Jesus' response? He said, you need to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And on top of that, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you might think, that's cool, heard that before, kind of like a checklist, check, 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 I'm good to go. But let's take a minute and sit in this. Have you ever wondered about the order, why Jesus said them in that particular order? He started with your heart, and we'll talk about that with your emotions, and then your soul, think of this like your spiritual life. You cannot fake your emotions, and your relationship or your walk with God. If you're feeling a certain way, you're feeling it. You can't fake that. And sure, heart and soul, these things are harder to see, but they actually shape most of our lives. Think of an iceberg. Most of that iceberg's mass is under the water where you can't see it. So that's this picture of Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Hold that thought. We will come back to that. What about the others? You can be great at socializing. So when he says, love your neighbor, yeah, I can, I can fake that. I could do that. I could be a good friend. I could be a great wife. 
I could go to events. I could host people. I can put on the face that loves people well and serves people well. I can be great by outward appearances. Now, how about when he says, love the Lord with all your strength, your physical activities, like the things you do around the house. I clean, I cook dinner, I wash the laundry. Uh, If you have a job, you go out and you make money. You can keep your daily habits. You obviously take care of your body and you take care of your family. Mom, you take care of the kids. So, of course, I can do the physical things that I need to do in my life. Also, when he says, love the Lord your God with your mind, uh, this is the intellectual, the things that I know. I can know all the right answers about being a Christian and being a good wife. I could even mentor younger wives and younger women, but there is a part of your mind and your thoughts that no one else knows. However, people can feel the effects of this like your belief system or your opinions, you might not say them, they might be hidden in your thoughts, but people feel the effects of that. Again, think about what we're doing. Get to know yourself so that you can deeply know God and others. So do you spend time thinking about your thoughts? Are you aware of what's going on even in your mind? Because then when you start to realize what you're thinking, Then you'll start to realize your emotions and what you're feeling, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Do not be afraid of your emotions, all of them, anger, sadness, joy, disgust, fear, anxiety. Uh, What do you do to pursue happiness? Uh, How do you pursue comfort? What about security and stability? significance, how you feel about yourself and how you feel others see you. Don't shy away from those. Be aware of how you're feeling. Again, this is one that you can't fake. All of those emotions dig down to the root, which then is your spiritual life. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. This is your identity Who are you? And what is your inner life before the Spirit? Do you take time to sit before the Spirit? What is your unique role and mission? Now, if you were to write all these words out, the social, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, if you wrote those down your page, you would see the acronym SPIES. S-P-I-E-S. Just like a spy gives information about what's really going on behind the scenes, looking at these categories of your life as a whole, remember I said we don't want to get stuck in compartmentalizing, but looking at your whole life in all of these areas, they will tell you what's really going on inside of you and your life. Now, I've heard a couple different tips on this. You could, every day in your journal, write down the word spies, and you could give yourself a number rating. How am I doing today on a scale of 1 to 10? Or I have a friend who loves to do on a scale of 1 to 7 because there's no middle number, so you have to choose. You're more intentional with what number you have to choose. 
But at any rate, you could give a number. How am I doing? Or uh, you can simply think, uh, think about that. How am I doing in each of these areas? Write a little thought about it. Or another option, think about these areas and what you're doing in your life. And every morning, pray a prayer submitting these areas to God, to his will, to his leading. Remember, our goal is that we want to get to know ourselves. And as you start to dig deeper, remember that last one, your spiritual life, you're going to start to ask, okay, if I'm feeling this way, then God, who did you make me to be? Why do certain things sound appealing to me? Or why do I not want to have a part in these other things? So let me also take this to your marriage. If you don't know yourself, there is no way that you will get to know your spouse at a deeper level. How can you communicate your needs to your spouse when you can't put your own needs into words? When you take the time to put your thoughts and your emotions into words, and again, I recommend practicing this in your journal, when you can put that into words, your communication to your spouse will be so much more clear because you'll know what you want to say, why you're feeling that way, and what you need back from your spouse. So it helps your communication, but also, this is another cool side effect, you will have more empathy and love and grace for your spouse because when they are having a hard day, you'll be able to observe Oh, that's their emotional side. Oh, that's their physical side or their social side or their spiritual side. You'll be able to interact with them in a more loving way because you'll know what it's like to dig deeper. Your questions will be better. You'll have more patience and understanding. And this is another way that it will strengthen your marriage. One of my favorite things to do is, if even if we're just having a super quick check-in, Just look at my husband and say, what's your emotion today? Can you just pause and identify your emotion and how you're feeling? Sometimes that's it. Sometimes it leads to more in-depth conversation. But keep tabs on yourself so that you can begin to understand who God made you to be. And then you can also take that into your marriage as well. So I hope that blessed you. I would love to know what you think about this and if this is a tool that you'll be able to use for yourself, whether in your journal or your questions. So hop on over, send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching or head to my website, shoot me an email, again, ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. And I would love to hear from you and let you know what you think. I pray that the Lord blesses you abundantly, that you see his favor this weekend, and that you can spend some time to just sit in his presence and feel refreshed. Have a great weekend, and I will see you on Tuesday. Thank you so much for hanging out here today. If you need to talk more about this topic, would you send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching? Or if you want to know the first steps out of an affair, as well as what to do before agreeing to divorce, I'd love for you to grab my free training at ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. But if this encouraged your heart, please take a minute and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend so I can continue getting this show out to more women who need it. 
as always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.